is just a really incredible ability to ask questions that helps so much in life. It helps in personal relationships, it helps with parenting, it helps everywhere. You know, just ask questions and really listen, you know, and not just listen with the, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, right? And ask questions just because it's in the box, but really asking questions because then when that skill set transfers to you, because I ask myself questions as well, right? Welcome to the Tales of Sales podcast. I'm your host, Broden Johnson. I've spent close to a decade living and breathing sales, and I've learned that everyone's in sales, whether we know it or not. Once a week, I have the pleasure of speaking with amazing people from all walks of life to hear their tales of sales. All right, well, kick things off. What's your craziest sales story? Oh, what a great question. Craziest sales story. I think in the very, very beginning of my um, career in sales, I was doing face-to-face and we actually got put in a deep end when we we're doing business, um, business-to-business sales. Mm-hmm. And it was literally going into industrial areas. I wouldn't even say knocking on people's doors because it was going to warehouses, avoiding yeah. the administration, you know, going in a warehouse. And so you go on the back door? Back door, yep. Yeah. Pitching um, tradies uh, who can sit on the forklift you know and moving but the crazy story was actually in the very beginning it was the very first day and doing that so I didn't do it for long it was literally only for probably a couple of weeks and uh, we were so nervous we're so petrified and we're going into that big um, industrial area we're walking into the massive gate we see a group of tradies having smoko Mm -hmm. so we're like perfect okay so like again nervous as like stumbling our words, talking about it. And at a time, we were actually helping um, to do fundraising for the Heart um, Research Institute. And there was yeah. for, obviously, heart disease and fighting that. And it's a great client. <laughs> and we're talking about heart disease and how horrible it is and how many people, unfortunately, die and then how we're passionate about it. Hmm. And we see the whole group just start laughing. All the traders. we're like, yep, yeah, all yeah, the traders. Yeah. We're like, okay, this is really awkward. <laughs> you know, because like it shouldn't be. Yeah. And one of them say, "Hey, girls, you know what? We're actually benefiting from it." We're like, "Okay, this is even more awkward. Why?" And yeah. He's like, "Guys, turn around." And we turn around, and there's a massive warehouse full of coffins. Oh no! So that's what oh. they do. I was like, "Oh my god!" Anyway, that was really awkward, weird. Yeah. Anyway, so that was that was fun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so we walked away. We're like, "Okay, that was your fair first enough." Day on the job. Um, no, there was a first day doing that for business to business, yeah, you know, yeah. so we've done events before, but that was, you know, that put in a deep end. Wow. You know, so. But after that, we were like, okay, you know what, you can't get any worse than that. So what's the, like, let's just go for it, you know. Nice. How, how long ago was that, if you don't mind me asking? So like, how, how long have you been doing B2B? <laughs> oh, actually, no, it was not 10 years ago. It was uh, probably, what, 15 years ago. Wow. It was in 2009. How long was that? So you've been doing sales for a while? Yeah. 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 Nice. Do you, do you think everyone's in sales? Yes, 100%. Definitely. I didn't think that when I started it, that's for sure. I didn't want to be a salesperson. Mm-hmm. I went into sales, I guess, because of necessity. When I moved from Russia to Australia, I couldn't find work for a month. Mm-hmm. And um, my English wasn't that great. Um, I could not understand Australian accent a lot. Right. <laughs> so my resume wasn't really that flashy either because I finished university for five years. I traveled Mm. but never really had a proper career or anywhere for long enough. Yep. So it's challenging and my name just makes it even harder for employees. Yeah. So uh, I kind of went into necessity, but now I totally, truly believe that sales is an amazing skill set. Everyone that is in sales, we sell and market ourselves or we sell 
ourselves on ideas, you know, whether we wake up in the morning, we sell to ourselves to go to the gym or not. Yeah. Sell every, every business, sell something. And yeah. Yeah. Everything really is a sales when it comes it down to it. It doesn't matter what you do in your life. There's any, any communication is really sales, isn't it? hundred percent. And it's the thing is, it's, it's such a fundamental thing behind just human interactions. Yeah. It's the same thing, breathing, for example, right? The breathing is such an underlying thing of everything, of meditation, yeah. of uh, breath, of health, whatever. And sales is a fundamental of personal relationships, of business relationships, of success in business. Yeah, because sales is influencing in, in a matter of speaking or a transference of emotion from one person to another. I think you said that to me once. Hundred percent, it um, is. It, it I, is. I think that's. I think that really stuck with me when we had that phone call the other day. Is it's it's hundred percent true that you when you're speaking with another person, you're just transferring emotion from one person to another, and it's Truly. that. And you do that in not just sales. Um, I don't know if you've read a book called uh, "To Sell Is Human" by Daniel yeah. Pink. I think he explains it really well. So anyone listening should jump on and grab that book. But I guess going back, when did you first decide you wanted to have a career in sales? Then. Again, in 2009, I think that was the first time when I actually, at first I saw the value of the sales skill set. And I think that's when I decided that I want to get really good at it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how long it's going to take me. I just want to nail it. I want to really get good at understanding the person. And also I understood that there is a lot of personal development that comes with it because you have to develop yourself a lot to get good in sales. Yeah. Because you need to be really good at communicating, at understanding the person, understanding human psychology, and also get good at goal setting, a drive, dedication, getting out of your comfort zone. There was so much. So that was that. I think that's when I got hooked on sales. Mm-hmm. With Korea um, is when I started getting first recognition in the uh, organization that I guess I was. Mm-hmm. I got an opportunity to travel overseas, to speak off stage um, in national and international conferences. And I think that was um, a really good return on mm. that effort where yeah. I just saw the future in it. So can you can you go on a little bit because you just mentioned you've, you've traveled the world and done stage speaking and whatnot. Can you tell us a little bit about what you got from that? It was, I think, a massive validation in terms of how far one person can go mm. because the story, when I came to Australia, my confidence was absolutely crushed. I was... Happy to be here, very happy, very blessed, very grateful for the beach. For you know, it's very different where I'm from. I'm from the middle of Russia, it's in the middle wow. of Siberia, it's minus 30 in winter. Oh my god, you know, so Gold Coast is obviously it feels like a paradise, yeah. But from the confidence perspective, it was really hard. And I remember, and it's just a full true story, I was standing outside Australia Fair in Kmart. <laughs> I had to ask a question because I needed to print out at a time. Uh, photos, <laughs> you yeah. know, there's booths in yeah, Kmart. Yeah. So standing there um, and was trying to formulate the question to check out a girl at what time they're going to be open the next day. Mm-hmm. And I was petrified, just literally approaching her and asking that question. Wow. And I think going from that to becoming number one in the country to really traveling, I guess, the world and be able to say, it just shows that anyone can do it. That even if we think that we're not good at sales, so did I at a time as well. I wasn't good at, and my confidence is just to communicate to someone, to approach someone was just close to zero. Yeah. And it was not like that back home in Russia, you know, but it was just coming into that. And when we have such massive dramatic changes in our lives, you know, we're moving countries or going through massive breakups and whatnot, we drop it into our child again, right? And we just feel like helpless. Yeah. So I think going from that to what sales industry, again, 
gave me this opportunity to build myself, to build that confidence to and have opportunities to, you know, then even if I left that, I knew that no matter what, I will always be okay. Yeah. Because I'll be able to sell myself, get an interview. And I also know the basics that needed in any business, any industry. Yeah, the, the perfect combination of skills for anything you need to yeah. do. But what was the big turning point for you? So going from when you first moved here and having zero confidence to now doing what you're doing, was what was the turning point? Like was it where was it was there a particular time that flashed to you that you said, I've got to get out of this, I've got to snap out of it? It was a book actually. Yeah. It was the very sale, very first sales book that I've read. It was probably the most basic I I, I don't know. It's called Um You Can Sell It by Paul Hanna. Yeah, okay. And it's probably the most simplistic book that actually confirmed everything that I was learning already on the job, mm-hmm. confirmed. Um, and there was one particular sentence that took out of me. Again, not rock and sides whatsoever. Mm. It actually said, sky is your limit. Mm. And at the time I was doing two sales a day, not really doing that well. And that sentence, I was like, it's really clicked on me. And then I had like a little epiphany moment. I was like, wow, sky is my limit. Like I'm actually determining how many sales I want to be doing yeah. or how successful I want to be. Yeah. And that was just a tick. I was like, right, okay. I've nailed that book over the weekend. And then after that, I was setting bigger goals. And I was okay if I don't achieve these goals, but at least I allowed myself to dream bigger, to think bigger. Yeah. That's it. That's that's one of the things I love about sales is that you you create how much sales you want. If you want to get five, you get five. If you want to get 100, it, it really are your own limitator. And that's yeah. one of the things that I like to go through and the part of what I go through here. And it's just that the only person that can choose your success or not is you. No one else can do it. Your exterior elements that happen to you they they happen to you but they're not they're not affecting you you choose whether to accept it and what story to tell yourself so mm. that's really cool and I, mean, I guess going from that can you can you just give us a bit of a, a you know rundown of where you've gone from there to what you're doing now then sure so i've done face-to-face sales for over 10 years so first two years i was doing sales myself and i was mm-hmm. training smaller teams and then after that i opened up my own company so in sales marketing company i was running out of the gold coast and um, I've trained for probably six, 600 reps. Wow. Uh, it was amazing. It was, such a, it was such a learning experience because from going into just being um, in sales, then came a lot with actually running a business. Yeah. And I think um, partially I wasn't prepared for that. But I think, again, like it was a, such a learning curve. I ran my company for five years. I've put so much effort into it, a lot of time. And I think I wanted to step back to kind of, you know, spend time more figuring out exactly how I want to be running it, what I want to be doing, kind of reassessing a bit of a life, mm-hmm. if, you, if you call it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so trying. for two years, for probably for about a year and a half, I stepped back completely, um, even from like social scene, from anything, you know, being from mm. like, you know, knowing so many people in South Paradise, I literally looked myself for about six months of doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, had a few clients and few beautiful people that, I, you know, um, I had could work with along that way. Then I started going back slightly bit by bit into, again, the business scene world again, I guess, and um, got involved with the Gold Coast Innovation Hub and um, eco- startup ecosystem. Yeah. Got really passionate about helping businesses and working with businesses. And that's something that I got from um, uh, watching Simon, Simon Sinek live. Mm. I wrote down my why and one of the why's was actually helping businesses and to decrease, to, to decrease the crazy statistics of how many businesses fail because I knew how hard it was for yeah. me. And I knew that I didn't get enough support and I felt I very isolated and I felt like whatever I can do to to help mm-hmm. other businesses. So I think that 
um, gave me a very big opportunity and platform to do that. So I'm still involved with them a lot. And um, probably about a few months ago, I've actually came together with my uh, friend mm-hmm. who we became business partners. She's an emotional well-being coach. She's been working with emotions, with um, traumas of people, with actually tra- transformation. She also ran a massive successful company in um, Russia. She yeah. scaled company from absolutely nothing to her to, to $2 million within a very short period of time. Wow. Uh, amazing structures. And she was supplying um, um, her products all over the country. Hmm. And uh, so we came together to actually um, and launched Fall in Love with Sales. To teach sales with a different perspective. So it's um, corporate uh, aspect will be uh, with it that we're just about to launch. But main aspect is actually helping out women in sales. And um, we, I guess, creating the women-centric sales training. Because a lot of sales training has been done by men. And a lot of analogies used. A lot of ways of explanation of it is used that are very great for men, but women can't relate to that because we're just simply different. Yeah. Okay. So we put that aspect to it, and a lot of part of that we're talking about emotions and sales, you yeah. know, and exactly overcoming the emotions beyond the mindset is actually going a bit deeper. Yeah, of course. So just just touching on that mindset, what's some things that you can, I guess, suggest for for our listeners to do to improve that mindset, or or just on on it in general with emotions? I think. First, like we're talking a lot about the gentle approach to it because a lot of the sales is like, okay, push through your fears, push through your limitations, just go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Now, what we're actually trying to kind of bring is a, a lot more compassion to understanding that it's okay to feel that. Yeah. It's actually coming from our primal fears, from conditioning from our childhood and whatnot and understanding that. So giving ourselves, okay, it's fine. It's okay that I'm feeling that and have a bit of a gentler uh, move through these fears. And mm-hmm. we're talking a lot more about breath. We're talking about how, uh, we're talking about breath. We're talking about um, how to actually deal with that with these emotions rather than just pushing through them. Mm. Okay, and also uh, sales training. We flip it a lot more. With, we're talking a lot about consent, for example, asking for consent. So rather than just coming in and having that very very penetrative energy, it was like, okay, introduce yourself, like go close and win the deal. Right? We're talking about okay. So we're talking about to a human being with their own world, with their own desires, with their own needs, Mm -hmm. and how can you empower them to make the decision? So you're holding the space for them Mm -hmm. to make the decision rather than just you closing them or you winning the deal. It's having the consent. So you'll ask the person as well, if that's okay with you to share with a solution, it's okay to ask a question. So you're more respectful in that whole process. And in the end, you create a win-win situation rather than just you closing the deal. So it's a bit of a different terminology. We're even rewiring, yeah. I guess, that. And we're taking away the whole, even the negative um, connotation to the word sales because yeah. sales is simply energetic commitment. It's an energy exchange. It's an exchange of effort, you know. And rather than, for example, calling um, the person uh, a seller or a buyer, we call it an investor. Yeah. So the person is instead of actually they're buying, they're investing, they're investing the time, the effort or money mm-hmm. in you or in your product. So there's a lot of... Um, I guess, concepts there that we're introducing in mm-hmm. Fall in Love with Sales, introducing a different sales flow as well um, and a concept of fluid negotiation. Mm-hmm. But I guess for someone who is just starting in sales, I think is just understanding deeper how much learning that skill set is not only going to help in business, but how going to help in all areas of life. Yeah. I think if you can really have that that idea that sales is not just picking up the phone or knocking on a door or doing something sales related. It's, it's, it is everything. You'll get much more out of it and you'll realize that every other aspect of your life, you can, you can say, Hey, 
you know, you start realizing that you're using things. And mm-hmm. I think I, I think a lot of sales comes down to your mindset, as you're saying. So if you've got that, you've got that awesome mindset on, then you generally will get through life better. You know, your relationships will improve. You'll have better time with your kids, and you'll do all these other things around it as well. But for yourself, go making into sales training. Have you gone through much sales training yourself? Yeah, definitely. I've probably been to every sales seminar that you can think of, like you see in Jack Daily Life, or in Sony, you know, and uh, Business Master of Tony Robbins. I've probably been to all seminars of Tony Robbins, you know, uh, Master, Master, um, Master of Influence, I think it's called as well. Hmm. But Tony Robbins, you know, Straight Line Persuasion, everything you can think of, like lots of books. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it. I generally love it. It's my obsession. I also see how much like you pick up the things that you can actually relate to that you yeah. can use while before in the be- very beginning I was just consuming everything and just taking it all word for granted now I'm mm-hmm. um, f- sorry for face value but now I'm selecting it and thinking okay well that I really love and I agree with that concept now that is seems across comes across to me that is not as congruent with the values mm-hmm. that I have do you feel like there's something wrong with the training that's that's given these days or, or do you feel like there's something consistently that could be improved on with training these days the word wrong is probably not it's, the right word in terms of for, for me I, I, the reason why because it's just different <laughs> and it can be bringing more awareness or less awareness to it right so if i would say things like for example and i still hear it in sales training like for example you know um uh, we just using that tonality to scramble the internal dialogue of the customer. And that comes across, this has a little bit of a feel of that arrogance almost, you know, and then you're not fully, fully genuinely respecting the person on the other line or on the other side, you know. And I think that whole feel, as long as it's there, mm. sales are still going to be looking down, uh, lo- looked at as that sales are pushy, aggressive, and whatever that be as well, right? And I think the more ego gets removed from sales and the more of it is just um, it, it creating the emotions and helping people through dealing the emotions, understanding there are emotions out there, there, there is a problem and get them to feel it, but then also give them the solution in a such more consensual, I guess, way mm-hmm. is something that if it sales industry moves towards it, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. But, but you still feel that we, you know, as salespeople, it's still our role to influence people into making a decision. It's uncovering more than anything, right? It's influencing, like influencing. Yes. As long as you don't have a full on agenda, like I'm going to influence you. And I guess you do have to have that. But if you're really thinking, like if you really so believe in your product, and if you really believe that there is a problem, all you need to do is just to uncover that, mm. is to help them to explain that there is a problem. And then the person will make the decision themselves. 100%. And if they don't, yes, there is obviously you can you have that, but that's that agenda that I'm going to go and sell it to you. Is that agenda, if it gets removed slightly more, mm. I think the industry can only benefit from it. Yeah. And if someone coming in, okay, I'm going to go and I'm so passionate about my product. I'm going to present it to my best ability. I'm also going to, Try to find out as deep as I can, go into deep as I can in the problem that you have, an emotional pain that you can experience in a situation that I know my product can solve and I present it to you, but it's fully your opinion or decision as a sovereign being, your, your decision to make that. Yeah. And just going back. So how do we, how do we uncover those, those needs? How do we uncover those, that discovery session? Really great at asking amazing questions. 
And a lot of people are not comfortable at asking questions. In personal lives, it's, you can put it in relationships. You know, a lot of people actually live in that bit of a surface relationship. They have an argument, but they don't go deep about, okay, so what is it behind it? Okay, so how does it make you feel? Mm-hmm. Now, why is that? Okay, and really holding the space, I think, for the person to really go there and being okay with it. But a lot of people get uncomfortable with it, right? Mm-hmm. So we ask a very surface questions. Oh, okay, cool. Have you dealt with a company like that before? Insurance, for example, right? Yeah. Okay, what did you not like about it? Oh, okay, cool. No worries. Well, what we do is X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. Rather than be like, okay, so how did I make you feel? Okay, and then understanding the six human needs of a, of a person, right? So be like, okay, so what is it? Significant. That didn't feel significant. Okay, so why is that? Okay, so like, yeah, it would not make you feel. Okay, so how would you want it ideally? If it was all your way, how would you want it to be? Mm-hmm. You know, and just really using these questions that used a lot of in coaching, right? That it used a lot of in, um, you know, in the conscious community, in the conscious um, relationships, I guess, mm-hmm. bringing that to sale. Yeah. Because then you actually see the person go through a transformation. They're going through their fears. They're going through, they're making a decision. They feel more empowered after talking to you mm. rather than feeling abused, taken advantage of, sold to, right? Which still a lot of the times happens. Yeah. So so if I was to say that I feel that salespeople are problem solvers, you, you, you would agree then. Because we're solving that problem. We're finding that problem through the discovery questions like you've just gone through. And if we can genuinely find that problem, and we can genuinely solve it, then we can go through that process and and effectively sell them our product. It's more like that. It, it's it's more than even problem solving, right? Because it is a hundred percent. You are we are solving problems, and but mm-hmm. also it's 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 creating the problem. It, uh, sorry, it's um uncovering the problem on a very deep level. Mm. Because then, if that is spent enough time on that, you know. The solution, all you do is just to show it and that'll be enough, you mm-hmm. know. And yes, you explain a little bit more and then you just, and also there's a big part of it is building that connection and building that relationship with the person. And how do we do that then? That is a massive part of it. And it's obviously, it's, it's, it's being aware of where they're at and understanding that's a human psychology comes in and then also understanding yourself a lot more, mm-hmm. right? It's creating that connection with someone and it doesn't have to be building a relationship for a really long time. It's, it's a quick joke. It's a quick credibility built as well. Like you were quickly mentioned something about you, but you connect with them, but you also listen to them mm-hmm. because a lot of people these days, if you think about it, and especially, I guess it is for everyone, but especially with men, like how often do we feel heard and understood? Mm. And as a salesperson, it's our role to actually create the space and just make them feel heard, validate them also. Yeah. If we're dealing with business owners, how often do they get recognition? Yeah. They don't. But if you've just validated, but genuinely mean it, not to do it from manipulate and then to agenda to actually get something from them later on, but genuinely be like, you know what? Hey, well done on building that business. You know, that's you build relationship instantly, but you're also just, it's not even to do that for that purpose. It's for purely thinking, I just want to validate you. I want to make you feel good because if I make you feel good, it doesn't matter what I'm selling you Yeah. eventually because you, people go back to this feeling that, oh, I feel good around that person. So I want to go yeah. back there. You know, I want to hang out with them. I want to pick up the firing when they call. Well, bottom line is that you just genuinely care. That's right. That you can help that person. Yeah. And if you genuinely care, you will genuinely want to know, you know, and, and acknowledge them, congratulate them on the things they've done and effectively try and make their life a bit easier and better. 100%. Through doing what we can do and whatever service you're providing. 100%. And connect. And it's, it's, it's an awesome YouTube um, like little docu- little movie. Uh, I think it's called Validation, actually. Yeah. And it's just talking about how a person, instead of validating their car uh, their car park tickets, 
that's actually validating people. Right. It's like, oh, you have such beautiful eyes. Or you have like, oh, look at you. Like, you have such a whatever. And it was such a great way of thinking about sales because mm. that's what we want to do, you know, is just to make people feel good rather than having an agenda of selling, of turning objections, of closing or winning the deals. And that has to happen there and has to be there by all means in terms of goal setting and whatnot. And you still have to have your, um, I guess, KPIs and things like that. But in the moment of that connection, in the moment of a sale conversation, that has to go out of the window. Mm. Do you think technology has made it harder for us to build relationships, like proper personal relationships with our customers these days? Yes, no. In terms of, yes, by all means, it's a lot of it is relied online and, you know, the sales process, a lot is done through emails, through your website, through a lot of it because there's so much preparation rather than before you just would have to rely on face-to-face, right? Mm-hmm. Um and right now it's even like, you know, cold calling, right, is a lot of it's done prior that, you know, mm. with the emails that you can send or you just call and send an email and do a lot of it through online. Mm. But on the flip side, it's amazing because once you do get this opportunity finally face-to-face, the people are so more online that that connection is actually really valuable. Yeah. So once you do have that, that's so it helps you sense, connect it really, helps, because you yeah, can but, know a little bit more about that person before you ever meet them. Well, that's one thing. But the second thing is we're like, you know, because we're so online, we're so on our phones, like we're kind of like, you know, learning for that connection. We're learning mm. for talking to someone who someone actually sit down and chat and, you know, and just make you feel good. You know, like it's probably less often that we have that on an everyday yeah. basis. It has changed the way that we generally go past. You know, you don't say hello to someone down the street these days because... It's it, it's odd because everyone's you know they're on their phone, so it's I guess a lot of that communication has dialed down, but it has moved online. That's right, and and that's why when you do have this opportunity, and actually there's more I guess receptiveness to that, and you're like, oh, actually, you know, you're like, I kind of miss that, you know, mm-hmm. because it's still we're social beings, right? And we we're, we're made for being to having conversation, to talk to people, to feel understood. We're made for it, you know. And then going back to our cave times, you know, like that's how we used to live, right? Villages, and you know. But now it's changed so much, but that is still, our brain is still back then. That's right. right. I'm still operating on that yeah. level. It, it's, it's funny how the brain works, like when you're communicating with someone and that's why, you know, in a lot of sales things, it's like you've got two ears and one mouth, use them in that proportion. When you're speaking to a customer, let them talk to you. And I think, the, you know, a cool place to look at that is that when a customer is talking about themselves, the feeling they get in themselves is, is amazing that, you can walk into a conversation and just genuinely listen to that person's conversation and they'll, and they'll like you more for it, mm. even if you haven't said anything. But it's about people just want to be heard and listened to. I think it's a- so true, isn't it? And it's such a simple concept. You're like, oh, okay, of course, mm. listen to it. But you're still surprised how much people we, 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 there's, there's, we don't, do, don't ask enough questions, right? It's mm. more about me, like Jack Daly was saying, like show up and throw up, right? Yeah. But instead actually asking questions and really being there for that person. So I think it helps a lot as well in the sense of getting rid of our limitations and the whole like, you know, fear of rejection rather than thinking like I'm there for that person, you know, and yeah. then removing yourself from it. Mm. Where I'm like, I'm there for that person. I'm there. And then you're just putting yourself fully in the shoes of that person in front of you. And it's a beautiful process. That's yeah. why I love sales. I know. No, it's it's yeah. awesome. And, and I suppose going from what you've said, it's almost like you've got to, it's you're having a chat with that person. You're not there to sell them. Mm. And it, that's not like selling is just a almost an ugly word that you want to use. You're just there to see if you can help that person. If you can help it and you both agree on that, then 
you can work together. It's unfortunate, right? Like it's just a formed perception of the word selling because it's a dirty word. It's an S yeah. word. People say, right? It's like, oh, I've been sales. It means that you're pushy, you know, but I, I, my dream, right? And my goal and my mission and legacy or whatever, like I'd love to change that because mm. selling is actually, we're talking about it only with Nastasha, with my business partner about it, that selling is actually, it's sharing mm. because I have something. Now I, I divide it, right? And I give you part of it. So it's my product, service, whatever, idea, whatever it is, right? Now I actually give that to you, right? So I'm sharing. Mm -hmm. And again, like rather than selling, like it's because we're thinking instantly, I need to get something from you because I sell something to you. But the whole shift of the perception of the word selling, is it's actually sharing. Mm. It's actually like I have had something and now I'm giving that to you. So you have more of something. And if you choose to, right, and you see enough value in that, you show me appreciation with money. Yeah. And a lot of people, like we have so many hang-ups on money and then there's a lot of survival right, rather than actually, like all it is is just, if you, if I, it, it's, it's just appreciation, right? Mm -hmm. It's giving money for something that I see value in. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. So it would be really amazing if to see that whole mindset of sales just changing and the whole uh, perception of the words. And that's what. Yeah. It, it's really a limiting belief that we have as a collective that, our limiting belief is that salespeople are sleazy, just there for the commission, mm. will say whatever they want. And But that started from someone back in the day who was yeah. like that and it That's just right. never evolved. But 100%. sales has definitely moved a, a lot from that point. I mean, there's still probably someone like that here and there, but the majority is now shifted to you know, learning about people. And there's a lot of resource out there where you can learn how yep. to really get down to the basics of what sales and communication is all about. But um, mm. on, on communication, though, I, I like to ask everyone a question. Scripts, do you like them or not? Oh, very good question. Personally, okay, so there, yes or no, okay? And I think there's definitely place for it, mm -hmm. okay? And what it has a place for in the very beginning to have it, because what happens, right, you know, I can talk really when I'm relaxed, I can talk easily and I use amazing words, right? Mm. And I'm, I can um, use impactful words. When I'm nervous, mm. my flight and fright response kicks in. My amygdala is like freaking out and sending mm. red signals everywhere, right? That my IQ drops and now in the moment, I actually can't even say two words together. Like, for example, you know, when we start in sales, it's like you forget your name. Like, yeah. Hi, I'm, my name is Ha. And you say <laughs> in the name of the client, right? Yeah. And then you're like, wow, what was that? Right. So that's where the scripts come very handy yeah. in terms of if you practice enough, right? And you get it to like the moment if you get waking up in the middle of the night and you'll be able to say it, mm -hmm. when the stress kicks in, when this fear and everything kicks in, mm -hmm. you're still able to deliver something half decent at least. Yeah. Right. So you rely on that. So I think in that situation, scripts are needed. Mm -hmm. Right. Also, we don't realize how much we actually put water in our conversation, words that don't have an impact. So yeah. writing it down crossing it off the words that don't have the impact on the customer and also questioning like, hey, well, if I say that, what am I trying to portray with that, right? So does Makes it have- think about it a bit more. Yeah, exactly. Like, does it have a benefit to the client? Like, do they need to hear it, you know, or is it just a pointless something that I'm used to saying, right? Mm. So it gets that inquiry process happening. So by all means, that is amazing. Mm. Now, if you later on, like once you actually get to that, you know, four stages of learning and you get to more competent, um, sorry. Um, unconsciously competent. Consciously competent even, right? So if you get to that stage, right? And 
you're still using the scripts and you mm. like you become automatic, robotic, you know, and you don't put your own personality to it. No, definitely not. Do you think that's a limiting belief you have though? Because I no. mean, I don't know, but if you look at a, an actor who does it for a living, they use a script and they, they look at it. So and that being another... said, do they have, like I know there's a bad stigma on scripts and I, I, I believe that you use them in the start as well and you can eventually get rid of them. But at the end of the day though, is it really robotic? It is. Yeah. It becomes because in the moment, like today, I feel a bit different, you know, but what I'm saying good point. tomorrow, I'm going to feel a bit different again. Right. And I never communicate the same way every single day. So it's different. My perceptions change or whatever. Mm. Now I have my points that I want to, the bullet points, right? A hundred percent that I want to have. I want to have some sort of structures relative to my presentation, right? I want to have a skeleton. But in the moment of how I want to say it or how I want to explain it can be just different. Mm. And a lot of it is actually different between masculine and feminine energy as well and men and, men and women, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, <clears throat> men are more easier responding to the structure, you know, to that, to the script, for example, while with women, it's slightly different. It has to be in that moment. You have to go with your emotions and your feelings. And mm. it's not by all means in any way or condescending or making right or wrong. It's just the way how we operate is slightly different. So for me, for example, if I'm following something as well, right, I won't just get bored, but I will have rejection towards it. Right. right. So in that moment, I would want to actually, you know, say it somehow differently. Like I'm looking for ways how to keep it fresh. Mm -hmm. Right. And how to keep it fresh is like, you know, would be different words, different explanation. You know, it's that relationship building. I want to ask different questions, you know, and in that moment where I'm feeling like even relationship building, you know, like I had a relationship building. I was asking people, what do they think about love and what love means to them? Because in that moment, I was really interested in that. And I was really asking that. And yeah. you'll be surprised. People are like, wow, OK, I definitely did not expect that from you. You know, I suppose it'll help you connect because you can talk from your heart and what you're speaking about and you can really relate to what they're what they're speaking about. 100%. And I'm talking about where what I'm genuinely right now interested in. So I'm being congruent with myself as well, right? Rather than just going off a script because I believe that that's how it should be. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of companies and a lot of um, sales managers, I would love to see more of them actually giving and, and empowering people to write their own presentations, right? And using mm -hmm. the words because, you know, the words like in a company, if there is all have the same script, you know, well, the way how you talk is so different from the way how I talk. Spot on. And like, if we create our own, different and then rewrite re it, recreate it again, mm. right? Because I constantly spend time rewriting my presentations, right? Mm. Or be like, okay, so how else can I explain it? How else? And also using, for example, I heard something from a customer yesterday. I'm going to use that, right? Yeah, we're always learning. It's not in my script, but I'm going to use that as a story, as an example, right? And I'm going to put that in my presentation, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not in my script. So like, again, it's just being more in a moment, being more present, mm -hmm. getting a little bit more out of our heads and actually being in a moment present to feel what we actually need to be saying in that moment. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of, like I've used scripts a lot in my, in my time, especially in the beginning, whenever I've gone to a new sales job. And I remember when I first got into sales, when I was 18, I um, wait, used to just, I had to practice my script. I used to just practice yeah. it, practice, practice, because I didn't know anything about the product. I had no idea what it was. So it was, that was all I knew was what was written on that piece of paper. And I knew I had to get through it. But it was funny. I used to, often my roommate at the time would tell me in the morning and say, I heard you pitching again in your sleep last night. Because I would just be going through it so I did much. exactly the same thing. It's, I did uh, that too, you know. And I think in the very beginning, you really need that, you mm. know. And I was very, very strong with, you know, when with coaching, 
um, sales as well to send like, you know, you need to, if I wake you up in the middle of the night, you have to be able to say it like that, you yeah. know, because again, you just never know what question, you just need to be more prepared as well, right? Yeah. But I guess again, the more you evolve and I think like what you're saying, product knowledge is so important, right? Because if you really, if your communications, again, depends on where you're at with your communication skills, right? If mm -hmm. you're quite good at it, like, you know, there's less need for that. Now, if you, you know, worked your whole life in IT and now you're moving into sales, you know, the scripts are more handy because you need to rely on it, right? And yeah. then also different types of personalities, for example, in the disc profile, like I'm an I, right? An I and a D, right? Mm -hmm. And under stressful situation, I'm a high I. So I know that mine is a little bit more bubbly, a little bit more, you know, but someone who is, for example, a C and then they go into sales, like they need to have like that piece of paper in front of them. They need to go a little bit more in depth and details as well, right? Mm. But going back to what you were saying, product knowledge is so, so, so needed, powerful and not spend enough time sometimes as well at. 100%. Because, you know, if we remember like, you know, going into, you know, that like learning everything, things that you can't pronounce even, right? The, the whole engineering of products, you know, the more you know, Mm. Not to put that into your presentation, but it gives you that confidence. Yeah, that's exactly right. Right. And then you feel more as an expert, even by just talking about it, because you know that you know more. Yeah. I know the customer is not going to ask you. There's, there's no answer that you things. can't answer. Exactly. There's right. no question, sorry, you can't answer. And, and it does yeah. give you that confidence. And that, that comes across itself because there's that fine line of giving too much information and, it, and it's irrelevant and not giving enough information. So you do need, it's better to know all your product knowledge and your customer will know you're an expert. So if they've got a question, you can rattle that off just like it is. And I mean, I'm actually going through with a new staff member at the moment. So we've been writing out the last two days, going over the scripts I've already got, but re-going over it with him. So it's now interpreted his That's way. He feels comfortable going yeah. through it. And then, you know, we're going through the product and we're going to go through some courses. And it's not because he's ever going to need to give that to his customers 99% mm. of the time anyway, but it's for his confidence that he knows that he knows his shit. 100%. And it's so powerful, isn't it? That preparation. And there's another thing I love about sales. Like you put so much preparation, so much effort into, you know, getting really passionate about that product, right? And coming up with your own reasons why you're passionate about it. Why do you want to yeah. present it? You know, even if it's something is not that exciting, but you actually see how, like, for example, change someone's life and then you have that. And it's another level of passion as well that will come across through your presentation. Yeah. And it's really great that you're actually getting them to do their own, right? And they feel comfortable with it. Like we used to, and teacher was like, was like, okay, just sit down on the floor. Like, you know, let's just imagine you're sitting with your friend and you have a glass of wine, coffee, whatever. You're just in a very relaxed state. Mm. How would you explain that product? And the goals that people come out of in that, like even imagining themselves in such a relaxed situation is just so powerful. Mm. Because I said, I was like, oh, that was a really great phrase that definitely just use that next time. Yeah. You know, because they're like, sorry, like, oh, well, da, da, da. and then I was like, I was like, wow, like I would not even explain it like that. That was awesome. Yeah. You know, and like I'll copy and paste and I'll use it next time as well. Right. That's right. I mean? So I think another Isn't it thing. annoying when you say something great and you forget it because it, it was in the moment and you're like, what was that? Or sometimes it's some of the things that I've said, I remember I was like, wow, did I just say that? Like that sounded really good, you know, but that's again, that power of putting yourself in that presence, right? Mm. Presence of that conversation and also be so present of what you're talking about. Because what scripts can do, you just go in an autopilot and eventually, you know, you see people like, you know, who are doing speaking gigs, right? And they're sometimes just going through the motions because you, you know, once you're done in sales for a long time, you know, you, you see through someone who's said that so many times that they're disconnected. They feel disconnected mm. to what they're saying right now. Well, going off your speech, a good speech, you never, you never really hear it the same every time. Every time mm. someone does a speech and I've just been recently reading Dale Carnegie's Public Speaking for Success, but he goes through oh, and it's in... The process is that you use your notes in the beginning 
which is great because just like a baby was learning to walk, we'll use the edge of the chair to push. Mm. But as the baby learns to walk, they don't need the chair anymore. And it's just like you, you don't need your notes, you don't need your script. But I think it's fundamental to have it there and you build it into your brain and then it, it turns into it because as you're learning in your role and as you're developing as a person, you it changes and it gets better and it works better. What it's, a great analogy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that totally. I won't take credit for it. Yeah, but like, yeah, 100% definitely. That's exactly a very great way of explaining it. Cool. So I wanted to ask you another question because yep. you're the face-to-face king, queen, sorry. Um, <laughs> how, do you make a, how do you make a killer first impression when you're going into a meeting face-to-face? Emotional preparation yourself, right? Can you elaborate? Yeah, definitely. So I guess a lot of preparation prior that meeting, right? And a lot of it comes from, you know, what you've done before that, mm-hmm. you know, unless you get into the level where you're already, you know, probably living like that more relaxed life all the time and you meditate or whatever, like it is, you know, you, that you can get to the stage where it's like most of the time you're feeling that anyway. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of us, you know, it's just that preparation prior to that, right? So first, you know, the night before, you know, it's like, you know, setting up like, you know, okay, so almost, okay, it's, it's, it's either that or completely you just trust, you. okay, there's a lot of ways how I can explain that. Yeah, yeah. But whatever works for you is just to get yourself in a more relaxed state. <laughs> right now, for me, the less preparation I do uh, in some situations, the better it is. But sometimes I need to, to put a lot more preparation. I imagine envisioning how I want that, setting intentions, I guess, for that mm-hmm. uh, conversation, right, or the meeting. Yeah. Um, so understanding very clear, you know, what's the intention behind it? Like, what do you want to get out of it? You yeah, know, what's important. Yeah. And it's, it's not even like that agenda of like, okay, like I really want to like, you know, whatever, like, but I just like, okay, I just want to really connect with them. I want to ask them questions about that. Like, I want to just get them to know me or something, you know? So it just depends obviously on what situation that is. Mm. Uh, if it's the situation that is obviously you of God, you didn't know that you're going to be meeting that person, right? Mm. It's just to getting yourself in that relaxed state. Okay, and again, whatever it is for you, you know, you just take a deep breath and belly breath, you know, whatever, big smile, open, you know, and then we go into a little bit more of a depth of like, you know, being open and having an open heart when you're actually meeting someone, right? It's like we're so used to being on guard, you know, and then just putting the walls of like, I don't know you, right? Rather than just like, yeah. oh, hey, you know, imagine that you're, it's your best friend already, right? And then it's that mental shift, Rather than, oh, I don't know, like, hey, 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 going, whatever. And then yeah. you're almost like either trying to smile and you're putting a little bit more of a, like, yeah. extra smile, you know, and then people feel that rather than just like, oh, hey, hey, go, yeah, lovely to meet you, whatever. You know, you're just yeah. putting yourself more on that relaxed state. Well, because so, I think that comes as more of an, en- an energy thing, like energy. you said earlier, because yeah. really when you're meeting someone, you've got, what, a split second until they've made a decision on you because that's just how our brains work. As soon as you see someone, you immediately make a decision on how you perceive that person. Yeah. So I think if you go in all stressed, you're going to look stressed. If you go in all relaxed and confident, then they're going to be thinking, this is cool. Nice to meet you. It's, it's a much better approach. So Yeah, definitely. I think that is a big, big, big part of it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the more calmer we are, the more we'll be able to say, you know, this the, the, uh, in, in converted commas, like the right things, right? Because there's no right or wrong, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll... we'll there is, but only you know, and that r- r- right, um, well, there is truth, as well, but True. anyway, but it's just like you know, that, that right thing, but yeah. not saying something that is just you're like, oh my god, why would I just say that, right? Because that comes from these nerves, from that you know, oh, okay, or oh, I need to make an impression rather, rather than just like you know, regardless of what happens, you know, hey, I'm just mean, me, yeah, 
And that's what I love about sales because, you know, that teaches you how to get to that state, right? Because we, from childhood, we're getting conditioned, you know, don't talk to strangers and there's so much compared to like when kids, kids are the best salespeople and we really truly believe that we're born to be salespeople, you know, mm. in the good sense of the word salespeople, right? Yeah. It's just, we're born for communication and we're so, we, we don't take no for an answer. The kid is definitely no, had no problems, objection turning you, you know, if they really want to have a chocolate or ice yeah. cream or whatever. Kids are the best salespeople. They ever. are, you know. My daughter but, always gets her in my <laughs> It's exactly right, you know, and then they're so smart and then they're really witty Persistence. and then you're like, Okay, I'm going to take notes because that's pretty much sales training right there, right? But what happens, you know, like we build up so many fears and so many conditioning about, you know, talking to people and we're creating so many, you know, um, even traumas around a few years, you know, to get to the point where we are in that sales situation that we need to almost like uncover all that and go back to where, how we were as kids, right? Mm. And that's a beautiful experience in itself. And that's why sales is such an amazing industry and skill set to learn because you're almost like going back to your childhood to be okay with talking to random people you know and making friends and convincing mm. people and be so enthusiastic and so passionate about something yeah you know because the kids can be so ex- excited about a block like, oh my god come and see it you're like what you know like you instantly your enthusiasm just sold me you sold me on that idea i'm excited yeah. and then i say oh okay really really it's, a, it's amazing yeah. like when you take your kids to the park for example and they just there's other kids there they've never met in their entire life, but they'll run up and immediately they'll come back over. Oh, dad, this is my new best friend. And it's exactly. like we met 30 seconds ago, but it doesn't matter. But that's the enthusiasm that they, that they carry with one another. And, and not uh, having these filters of like, yeah. oh, you know, like, okay, I'm going to go and talk to that kid, you know, because potentially I'm going to get their toy. You know, it's yeah. not, it's none of that. You know, it's more pure like, hey, I'm a kid. You're a kid. You're cool. Like, you know, let's talk. And that's what like ideal is sales situation is, right? Is that, where we see someone in the park, you know, and you're just like, oh, hey, like, you know, or in the business meeting or whatever, like, hey, I'm just going to talk to you. And then I don't have like that formulated agenda. Mm. And then out of that, you know, like, as you said, like, you know, create best friendships or whatever, right? And then maybe that kid will share the toy with them, you know, if if it works, you know? So I think it's just that rather than having that agenda, going back to that childhood and that's what sales is such a beautiful experience. Yeah. I think over the last probably 12 months, right, I've started just going out a lot more and just trying to meet as many people as I can. Because mm-hmm. I think, I mean, the way I think is that every person I speak to, I can learn something from them because they know something I don't. That doesn't matter what they do in their life. I think even even my kids, my, anyone who I meet, I try and speak to as many people as I can. But, you know, I met one of my really good mates now just at a networking event. We spoke for probably two and a half minutes mm-hmm. at the end of the night as we're walking out. And now we're, we're great mates. We go golfing all the time and our families catch up. Our kids are good friends. But just something small like that can it can build into a to a friendship or relationship, and I think that's what sales is as well. Is mm. you connect with these people, and you never know where your next sale is. Obviously, some sales processes are fixed; that's fine. But you've got to have that sort of perception to it. And you know what? I absolutely love what you just said. That you have an uh, we're thinking like I always want to meet people to learn something from them because that's really really amazing. Because what happens a lot once you're in sales for quite a while, and actually got to that point as well where I started noticing my behaviors changing and one of the reasons why I had to kind of step back as well is once you've done sales for a long time for a while like you actually can turn and I see that in a lot of sales trainers and a lot of people where they meet people with the agenda of you might be my customer right and to almost like 
looking at the people rather than looking and seeing people and seeing beautiful stories of them and actually thinking, okay, I can connect you with you or whatever, or I can learn from you. Mm. It comes with that arrogance in terms of, okay, you can be my next customer. I can sell. Who do you know? Right. And that mm. becomes like almost an interview process. And that's almost becomes everything is agenda driven and everything is a little bit more. It's that manipulation aspect that comes with it as well, right? Is actually thinking, okay, are you good enough? No, no, you're not. Okay, you're not. No, nah, okay, like I don't want to talk to you, right? Yeah. It's that piece that a lot in sales still happening. And Absolutely. as I said, I walked into it, right into it, and I was like, wow, actually, I don't like who I'm becoming, yeah. right? And that's the danger of it. And I think that's where like a lot of people who have not done sales, I love working with people who have not done sales and have almost a negative connotation to sales because they're the best salespeople mm. because they're genuine. The part of being genuine, being authentic, being real, being you is that's what needed in sales. It's not an extra trick, extra hook, extra line that works, right? It's mm-hmm. it's that. Like the world doesn't need more salespeople. The world needs more genuine connections, more what you said, like learning from each other, you know? And then if you are going in there with an intention of learning something, right? Mm. You instantly have respect, right, to whoever you're meeting. Correct. You're also humble in that situation where you don't come with the ego of like, oh, okay, I'm going to go in and find five leads or whatever, right, for my business. So yeah. really awesome what you just said. And, and I think when, once you stop learning, you stop moving upwards. You mm. stop growing. And, I mean, I, I experienced, like, I've met a lot of salespeople like that from when I used to run my old sales company when I was 21. And I used to hire a lot of people through there and some of them were two or three or four times my age at the time, mm. maybe not quite four. But they'll, but they'll, you know, much older than me, but a lot of them had the attitude that they knew everything. Oh, yes. And, I yes. mean, I'm happy to learn from because they definitely knew things that I didn't mm. know. But at the same time, I always keep that open mind that even if someone come in who've never done sales, there's, there's still something that's happened in that person's life that could improve mine somewhere yes. or another. And it's, you've just got to keep that open mind. And that's, that's really one big thing with sales is that it's an it's a ongoing relationship with learning constantly because you're never just good at sales. You're never learned. You never just know it all. You're yeah. always going to be learning and they're always going to be evolving with sales to improve yourself and your sales skills. And it's awesome what you just said. It's so true. It's a really great way of explaining sales. I love that. I definitely want to remember that because it is a constant relationship with learning, right? And I think the biggest thing that in sales, and I, I actually spoke to like, you know, a company that I consulted recently and just said, like, I, I, I see when they had humbleness still, and I think there's still a lot in sales it's so easy to get caught up into because because you you understand your power right you understand the power of words mm. and that power can kick in into your head as well and just thinking like and then we, you don't even realize it that you're actually living that and you mm. don't realize how you come across but you can come across a little bit more of like yeah I've got this and mm. I can play with you I can play with your mind I can play with your manipulation and rather than actually thinking staying away from it and watch out for that and I think that's what sales trainers, I love more sales trainers actually be aware of that themselves, but also teach that and just say, hey, cool. Intention matters. Intention that you're going into conversation matters. That's right. Don't have agenda or agenda-based conversations. Have that genuine open-heartedness, open connection, open curiosity and help people rather than go into win a deal. Yeah. Because winning a deal or getting a deal will come with it anyway. That's it right. will. Yeah. It has to. Well, once you've got that relationship and I, I've, I've actually, I've got a few customers that, but actually I can't call them customers because they've never, they've never come on board yet. But I've been dealing with them for, for quite a time. We've got such a good relationship that, you know, my number's saved in his phone. He always answers my phone call because he, he answers it because he knows that 
he's getting the opportunity to be listened to. He's mm-hmm. getting that. He's getting that opportunity to be heard. And we'll talk about all kinds of things. But he'll 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 tell me stuff, and later on he'll say, "Oh, only you and my wife I've ever told that to." Wow. And the fact is, like he right now he's not ready to come on board with me now. So I'm not I'm not here to try and get the sale now because yeah. I know he's not ready for it. But I know that when the opportunity arises, that he will be ready. And you will be at the front of their mind. I'll be the front of mind. Yep. And it doesn't matter if he gets someone over here that offers him half price for a different service. Yep. He will he will disregard that because I'll be the person he'll come to. Yeah. Because we've got that relationship. And that's how I try and build a relationship with all my customers if, if I possibly can. And the thing is as well, that's the future of sales, right? Because hmm. what happens, right? It's quicker to learn the trick, the skill, the NLP, you know, and just to use something, right? And by all means, it works. The upturn, the tonalities, all that. It, it works, yeah. right? It works. But it's, it's, and it's easier to teach as well, right? But it's not long lasting. Because mm-hmm. if it's not congruent, if it's not embodied, right? And if it's not that intention that comes with it, right? Mm-hmm. It's still, you're constantly going to be thinking like, I just need to remember the next line. I just need to remember that. I just need, to, you know what I mean? You're still not going to be fully just having a chat with a person and feel relaxed. And that's why like a lot of people have that almost negative perception of sales because they think that that's what they need to be doing. Mm-hmm. But it's not, you know, it's, it, yes, it may be a little bit, might, might take a little bit longer, but it even doesn't have to either. Yeah. But it's sustainable. It's genuine. You feel yourself as well. And you're not changing into being someone that you don't want to become. Yeah. You stay to be that really cool, amazing, genuine person who people have a great feeling about rather than thinking, oh, okay, what, what is it? What do they want? Yeah. You know, that kind of feeling. And then again, like that's coming from pure personal experience because I walked through that and I know yeah. that exactly what it can lead to, and then the shadow of the sales, you know, mm. industry and, and also the beauty of it. But it's really it's just about being a good person, which yeah. is, as sales coaches, it's hard. It's, that's harder to teach. Like, we, again, we can go through all the, all the science and the art, and I think, like you said, that all works. It's, it, it's great and it's good to know all that, but a lot of what you've got to go through is just got to teach that, like, you've just got to be a good person. Mm. So one of the lines I, I talk about the most is talk to that customer like they're your best mate. Yeah. And I say that all the time because it relates to your tonality. It relates to the way you're 100%. going to hold yourself. It relates yeah. to everything you're going to do. But that one line, it, you're going to act as if they are your best mate. And how would you treat your best mate? Would you be talking to them the way you are right now? Would you be trying to sell him this if you knew it wasn't going to help him? And I think that's if you can it, – it's hard to teach because it's not something that's you can write on paper necessarily. But do you know what? It's it, It's – yeah, I see. I see what you mean exactly. It's mm. it's hard, but it also needs to be taught like that mm. because it's still there's so much sales training that is taught. It's like okay, remember your elevator pitch, remember that, right? But thinking like just chill. You're talking to a real person, like, and then I'm gonna bite you. Then I'm gonna, you know, it's it's okay. How would you talk to, as you said, like to your best friend, right? And I think there's still not like it can be more of bringing this situation to people to mm. for them to be like oh yeah true okay how so how would i right and get them to think for themselves because then they're developing a skill set that it will stay with them for life rather than just remembering something right and still having that feeling right mm. when they're going into sales presentation rather than actually oh hey hang on a second i've got this because that's quite natural and that's why like i think even in uh, sales coaching and right now like i want to bring more of a because it's almost like sales world sometimes and sales training can made, be made like in a different world, right? There's so much terminology, mm. acronyms, abbreviation. There like, is, isn't there? It's beyond. Like, it's almost like my business partner, when she first like, you know, reading like a sales book, she was like, I feel like I'm reading an engineering book. But it's all about talking to people, right? Yeah. And that's what I think we can't forget that 
we do that. We've been doing that for years, right? And if you're teaching someone to sell, like for someone who's 40 years old, help them to realize that they've been doing sales. Mm. Think now, okay, so how did you get your wife to marry you? Okay, let's go through that. What did you do? Do you understand that you've just done a really amazing sale, a very important sale of your life, you know? Yeah. But just explaining that and be like, okay, so what did you do? Okay, and understanding that it's not a foreign skill, that I don't need to know 20 abbreviation in order to be good at sales. Mm. But what you're saying, understanding that, okay, I'm talking to my friend, best friend, okay, and then yes, like some words have a negative connotation on the person, right? For example, if I say the word fee, okay, so it has like, okay, but again, trying to think, get people, help people to, I guess, you know, rather than just giving them the fish, like teaching them how to fish because you're thinking, okay, so what the, what word, what association you have with that word? Oh, well, okay. Okay, cool. Would you want to use that with your customer? Probably not. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? And then next time they're kind of questioning themselves, like, how should I say that or shall I not? Yeah. And that's what sales are about, really. It's the inquiries, the questioning. But it's all about just simple talking that we've been doing for years. I know. I've been doing it for quite some time. It's evolved, but we all do it and yep. anyone can do it. It's just, it's just about being aware of what mm. you're doing and how you're doing it. Anyway, you ready for, uh, you ready for the game part? Game part. The fun <laughs> stuff. Am I selling the pen Well, you're or asking something? me when, if you're selling a pen. There's no pen, but... I do have two things over here, though, that uh, I'm really class to you. <laughs> so, yeah, something like that would happen. number one, we've got a fake plant with red leaves. It's very beautiful, though, isn't it? That's good. You could probably do a better job at describing it than I can. It is a fake plant in a pot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I did well. And then uh, we also have a boxing glove, just one. Yep. And it's white and gold. Looks pretty fancy. <laughs> so It does look pretty cool, doesn't it? The purpose of this is you're going to pick one of these two. You don't have to sell them both. Yep. And you're just going to pitch it to me as if it's a sort of a cold call. You've never spoken to me before. The rules are pretty vague. You can make it up. You know, this is that's the product. You make up everything else. Uh, I'm going to throw an objection at you, and then sure. we're just going to see how you move past it and try and close the deal. It's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> have some fun. Which product are you leaning towards? The plan oh, or the I boxing I love both glove? of them, to be honest. The glove is really beautiful, isn't it? It is. Okay, well, I, I'll, I'll select the plant. The plant, all right. Plant. So I'm, I'm doing a face-to-face. Well, we usually we do it as a, as a cold call, but you can, I mean, if you want to do a face-to-face, we can, uh, we can, we can alter the rules a bit. Well, you've Ooh. knocked on my door, let's say. Okay, cool. All right, there's the scene. Hello. Hi. Hi, sorry. What was your name? It's um, Broden. Hi, Broden. I'm sorry. I promise I'm not... You know, I'm not so many. You're probably thinking, who are you, right? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I can read your mind. Well, I'm Ksenia. Uh, I won't keep you long, honestly. So what are you up to today? Oh, not much. Just hanging out with the kids. How many do you have? Two. Really? Yeah. Where are some boys, girls? Two girls. Two girls. How do you do that? Oh, it's hard work. Any teeth? No. No, they just... Uh... A lot of makeup and dresses and lots of lots of Barbie playing. How old are they? Two and four. Two and four. And you play Barbie as well? All the time. I'm always <laughs> You're can. A great dad. Good on you. Do you know what my dad brought a Barbie from Germany, but actually never played it with me. Oh. Yeah. I Why won't keep you long though. Okay. <laughs> okay. And again, it certainly depends on how much time we have as well, right? Because probably by the time could be like, okay. You're doing well. Um uh, Bruno, I won't keep you long, but look, we're actually up in the area and we're actually representing this beautiful plant and it's called Bright Your Day. Yeah, okay. Okay. Have you ever felt a bit sad? 
person. <laughs> yeah, from time to time. Yeah, sure. So, what makes you what what makes you feel like that? Oh, all kinds of things. From time, I, I just had a bad day, or if you stubbed your toe on the table, I don't know things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it happens too as well. It does. And sometimes you know the life is of getting a bit hard, isn't it? You know, like I mean, obviously it's beautiful and it's a lot of things to be grateful for, but it's getting harder and harder. And then in terms of there's just so much. There's business, there's kids, there's work, there's everything, and it's, sometimes it's really hard to. Stop for just—I don't know. Have you ever felt that? Like stop for two seconds and just be, you know, just happy and grateful. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, what we found as well, right? And that's some of the things that um, I guess that beauty solves is actually it brightens up your day. And do you know what happens? What? That every time you look at it, it makes you feel amazing. Mm-hmm. You are actually thinking of all the bright colors, and it actually influences your brain a particular area of your brain and releases serotonin yeah it does make me pretty happy looking at that plant does it yeah <laughs> but not only that you know what you can actually use it um as a gift so who else do you have a loved one in your life oh my wife how long, did, oh, how long have we been together for oh, a few years now really uh, i'll get back to you <laughs> do you- <laughs> five years five years yeah. awesome how did you guys meet um through a your mutual friend's birthday party. Nice. Actually, it's a, it's a funny story. She's I'm from a small country town in Victoria, and Where she's about? actually oh, in the middle of nowhere. It's like four hours from Melbourne. Whereabouts? Uh, it's called a little town called Great Western. Okay, cool. So yep. No one's really heard of it, but there's a few people that live there. Nice. I was one. Um, so she actually used to live 20 minutes up the road, but we met up here on the Gold Coast. Wow. No way. Yeah, so it was, it was funny, but it's all meant to be, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, you know, it's, we just sometimes, you know, like the last minute, we don't really know how to uh, show that gratitude and show that, you know, appreciation to the loved one. And we just stand for ideas, I guess, on how to brighten up their day. Mm. And that's something that that actually can be, can do for you. Okay. So you'll be able to put that in, in your home and just pass it on to her, you know, and then give that happy feeling to her. Yeah. And what we found is a lot of people actually in your area absolutely loved it. Right. And we also would love to give that to you and then be able to brighten your day. Yeah, okay. I might, I might have to talk to my wife before I say yes, though. Totally understand. I will get there a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I need to talk to my partner as well. How often do you, like, do you consult a lot together and make decisions together? Yeah, most of the time. Mm. Yeah. Who's more in charge? Oh, definitely her. <laughs> I don't question it. Beautiful that you actually, um, what's the word? That beautiful that you uh, recognize that? Yeah, just don't tell her I said it though. <laughs> Good on you, Zara, as well, right? And you know what? It's, it's, an, it's, it's amazing to have that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? And, 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 and when you actually make the decision for yourself and actually surprise her, it's probably going to bring, um, I guess, surprise to her. And that will get her to, like, how do you reckon it would make her feel if you take charge and you make a decision without consulting her and actually present that beautiful thing that is going to brighten up her day? How do you reckon it's going to make her feel? Yeah, right, you got a good point. I'll take two. <laughs> and you know what? The thing is, as well, I absolutely love with the role playing, right? Because it gets you to yeah. think. And again, it's just, there's so many variables, right? But again, it's just the flow of the conversation, isn't it? Yeah, it's harder than it looks, though, isn't it? Can can you sort of run us through what was going through your brain on what you were thinking? Like you had like three seconds to do a strategy. 
Sure. Uh, I guess it's going through the sales flow. Yeah. You know, so obviously introduction, you want to build a little bit of a relationship. You want to have trust. Mm-hmm. You want to have a laugh, you know, and you still feel relaxed as well. But again, it's depending mm. where the situation, if the person, because I mean, we were in a very, very cold situation, right? And yeah. I was still pretty relaxed because I'm sitting right now on the chair, you know, but if I was in the situation, I could have spit up the tone as well, but really um, match where the person is at as well. Yeah. Um, but again, I afford, uh, I allowed myself the luxury of being more relaxed, you know? Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, it's some sort of, uh, going into curiosity and that's where we teach in our sales, um, flow with all our sales is uh, going into curiosity and asking more questions, you know, about the person. So, mm. um, you know, um, Jordan Belford calls it gathering intelligence, right? Or whatever. So it's, mm. it's pretty much going into that inquiry. Yeah. Right. And asking, okay, cool. So a little bit more about you, where you're at. And that problem, I probably didn't do the best job with the problem. And I was thinking, because I could have asked more questions, I could have listened to more. Yeah. One thing I absolutely love about sales is a constant thinking, oh, okay, I could have said that. I could have said that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, you know, building more of it that, building more of that emotion in there. Mm. And then obviously presenting that um, plan for you, you know, and then mm. it really coming up with thinking, okay, well, could that do for you? You know, what kind of benefits are there? Yeah. Well, I think you did well. You did. You definitely asked more questions than anyone else that's gone through that before. Um, just digging deeper and not just hammering in. This is what I got. Do you yeah. want it? You, you did. You did a good job of trying to connect in in such an awkward situation because it's on the spot mm. and it's a plant. But overall, I think the the strategy you had was pretty decent. You managed to connect it, and the objection is always a hard one too work around but you did pretty well mm. and that's again understanding it'd be like a very quick understanding okay cool so mm. like do they is that really happening how do they feel that the wife for example making decisions right and yeah. there could be like again depending on situation even more confronting as well right it's like well where else does it happen in your life that you're not making the decisions right it can actually go even deeper yeah right and that's a very interesting process in itself but not being afraid to go there um but again, you know, like you can definitely just, I could have just not asked questions and then just sold it, mm. you know, rather than actually finding out more about you. No, I think it was good. A lot of people get stuck at any objection. They sort of just give up at that point. Um, mm. But it's about just being prepared to ask some of those more difficult questions and being prepared to go deeper into that conversation to really identify what it is. As you are saying earlier, a lot of people just stick with the surface questions mm. and Really, if you want to discover and you want to, you want to, you need to dig deep to be able to get to that point. Yeah, and with objections, you know, like how often do we buy straight away? Mm. If someone, so I would throw everything because you know I genuinely have these concerns and I need someone to. Um, it's like sometimes, like, and it's the thing is as well, like it's explaining of it. Like we explain, for example, an objection. Objections are sometimes the person needs to be almost says that so they don't come across as a very uh, irrational buyer. Yeah. You know, they can actually just throw it just because they need to make sure for themselves, okay, I didn't just impulsively buy, Yeah. right? Some some of it could be like, okay, I generally ask a question, but what if that happens, you know? And then I just want to ask you a question. Oh, what if that happens? Like, I'm not saying no, I just, well, what about, you're mm. like, oh, okay, oh yeah, true, okay, like that makes sense, you know? So again, it's understanding that's just simply purely that the customer goes through a discovery stage for themselves. Yeah. Right. And then they're playing so many different scenarios in their head. Oh, okay, cool. So what if that happens? That happens. They also think back to the last time when they bought something and then the partner maybe like not was wasn't happy, right? Yeah. So their mind and emotional body goes there, right? So mm-hmm. it's again understanding what goes on for them and trying to like 
helps you through that. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of that we could go into there. Yeah. But I want to ask you another question instead. What's the what's the most valuable sales lesson you've ever got? Oh, very good question. Probably it's the ability to ask questions. Mm. It's just a really incredible ability to ask questions. That helps so much in life. It helps in personal relationships. It helps with parenting. It helps everywhere. Mm. You know, just asking questions and asking good questions. Yeah. You know, it's ability to ask questions and really listen. Yeah. You know, and not just listen with the, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, right, and ask questions just because to tick of the box, but really asking questions because then when that skill set transfers to you because I ask myself questions as well, right? Mm. And like, you know, what I heard like first in Tony Robbins seminar just saying like, you know, your life depends um, on the quality of the questions that you ask yourself, mm. right? And couldn't be questions like, oh, why me all the time? Or asking questions, okay, how can I make it better? How can I improve my life? Or whatever. So I think that started at the sales scenarios but turned into so much more that ability to ask questions to others and myself awesome i love that i think that i think we've got some awesome stuff on today's episode and i think that was probably the number one topic that we really covered was a lot of discovery and and question asking I, I, have you actually read the book gap selling by keenan no no i think you'll like yep, that book okay you should check it out awesome. he, he talks a lot about discovery and just knowing your product like the back of your hand Mm. Um, and knowing your customers, like like going and digging deep, and that's really the fundamentals that, that he sort of talks about. So definitely check that out. But we'll do definitely to wrap things up. Where can people find you and that yep. sort of things? Fall in love with sales. So fall in love with sales dot com and social media. Um, also can connect with me to the Gorkus Innovation Hub as well, um, and uh, my personal LinkedIn, Facebook. Cool. No dramas at all. Thanks awesome. for coming on the show. No worries. Thanks for having me. That's great. Thank you. This has been the Tales of Sales podcast with Broden Johnson. To master the art and science of selling, follow us on our socials at BrodenJohnson1 or check out our website, thesalesacademy.com.au. And remember to keep an eye out for our upcoming book, Core Selling. See you next week.